All right, hey everyone, this is Alex from Riff and Rock Music Talk, and we have a very special moment. We have a return guest, so that means someone thought, hey, let's come back for a second round of this shit. Um, we got Neil Struble over from Metempsychosis. He's joining us again, and we have the honor of his bandmate, the partner in crime, uh, Nathan, is going to be joining us as well. <laughs> Wait, was it not Nathan? Did I fuck that That's up? Nick. Nick. That's yeah. <laughs> some some white people names with the letter N are here. They're ta- going to talk about their weird Michigan music. N- Nick and Neil, thanks for talking with Riff and Rock Music Talk. Thanks for having us. Uh, so, first of all, um I think last time Neil and I talked, you guys were still a four or five piece and you have either killed a bunch of people or fired them or something, but now you're you're just a du- a duet now, right? Yeah. Yep. And what prompted that decision? Um, basically, um, we've kind of throughout the years, like we started this thing in 2009 with just me and Nick. And, you know, back then it was just us recording stuff uh, and not playing live. And then throughout the years, we tried out, you know, a ton of different band members, probably like over 10 people at least. And uh, so... But the lineup that lasted the longest was uh, we had this guy, Kevin, in our band playing guitar. And, uh, you know, we made a lot of new stuff with him, a lot of stuff that we really like. But um, it just kind of wasn't working out for various reasons. And uh, the other guy, Kevin, wasn't super motivated. And um, so that was kind of starting to fizzle out after a while. And... Me and Nick always kind of dreamed of doing something with just, you know, with being able to play live with just the two of us because the two of us have always been the ones that, you know, click the most musically. So, and we were trying to think of ways to do it. And we finally, you know, decided to start focusing more on our electronic stuff and, you know, figuring out a way to play that live, which we did. So that's where we're at now. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's important too, because if like not everyone's on board, it really drags the whole process down. Like if you got to get that other guy there for practice, you got to get that other guy there to gig. It like, it just kills the whole vibe of the, of the group. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what was going on during that time. It was just kind of, you know, we, me and Nick work at a pretty fast pace. Like we're constantly working on new stuff and, you know, he, we had this material that we were writing with him and we were trying to like, we were trying to make that lineup work. And we were, you know, we went through several different, um, uh, track lists for our next, for at the time, what would be our next album. And, because you know we were trying to accommodate the stuff that he was doing so um you know it 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 delayed like us releasing a new album for a long time too because you know we couldn't get him to focus and you know be motivated so okay and i mean speaking of fast pace i'm I'm looking you had this photo you posted like beginning of the year and you got what you're talking three albums already that you're starting to piece you're starting to glue together of i don't yeah. know like new material or whatever that's that's crazy <laughs> that's just crazy <laughs> well like i said you know we went through such a long period because of those lineup issues where 
you know, we were still working on new material that whole time, but it took us until the end of last year to release a new album, which is Deus Idola. And, you know, it, it took us that long because, like I said, we were having trouble, you know, getting our album stuff figured out, but, but new material was still being made, you know. Right. And so this Deus Idola, and thank God you said it first, so now I know how to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> this is this is out. This is like this. You have like the CDs printed and everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We just got CDs pressed. Uh, we had a lot of issues with that because um, we first released it digitally back in October. Right. Right. And we were having some issues uh, getting the CD pressed. So, but we finally have them now. But so you're a, in your small, you're a small band, you know, coming up in this horrible, horrible world of music, um, like well, and, and like from a perspective of like you know trying to get other people, trying to get like your music out there, like what's the, I don't want this to sound condescending, like what's the logistic about like getting the, the CDs printed? Is this like for your own sake of like we did this, or do you think this is like the the right medium to go through nowadays? Um, I think it's, I mean. I think digital is probably most important because that's going to get the most people to hear it, you know, right. right. And and, you know, that's a whole different thing from, from sales, which is, you know, at this point, it's not something we're super worried about. You know, we released the digital album for free because we just wanted to get it out there. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, I, I think it's still important to have CDs because, well, you know, like you said, it's kind of, I mean, it's a big thing for us because we want to have the, you know, the physical album, you know, we want it to feel real. And, um, you know, the album has all sorts of extra artwork that we made for it, you know, that, you know, you don't you don't get through a digital release or whatever. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it's something that's really important to us and we finally have it and it's cool. And, you know, it's it's also important too to have stuff at shows to sell to people. So. I mean, if I'm going to your shows, am I getting the bumper stickers? Am I getting the pint glasses, the T-shirts, the CD, walking out with all the good shit? We do have stickers. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any of that other stuff yet. Bumper stickers? Yeah. People but drive. Yeah, we... <laughs> was it like the Detroit suburbs? Like, yeah, those guys, that's the metempsychosis crew driving by. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, ha- we actually do have stickers and we have CDs. We don't. That's the only merch we have. Sure. Um, we're trying to work on getting shirts and other stuff, but but yeah, we have we have uh, CDs for both Deus and our first album as well. Oh, so you have CDs for the first release as well? Yep. yep. Swarm of Self. And are you are you guys touring? Or are you just kind of doing some local shows? What's what's going on? Just in terms, of, I mean, you mentioned the importance of doing the live gigs. How is how is that coming along? Um, right now we're kind of just doing, uh, some local shows. Um, there was a while for the past few months where we weren't playing shows because, um, for various reasons, cause we were trying to, well, we were focusing on, you know, getting Deus Idola ready and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, we also actually moved into a new house. So me and Nick <laughs> live together now. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Are you doing yeah. like that the the great faux not faux art but like the stereotypical art thing where you have like a wall of TVs set up and they're all set to different <laughs> movies and <laughs> yeah we have uh, you know our our jam room in the basement which we which we call the Beat Lab 
And if, yeah. I, if I'm looking at this photo, is is this the basement where uh, there there is that Sparta, the framed Sparta poster sitting back oh, there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, you you didn't think I'd catch that. That is, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, a framed Sparta poster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you got, so you got this album. Um, How would you describe it? So you're trying to get someone to come out to your show, pick up your CD. How are you, how are you describing your sound? Um... <laughs> that's a great way that's a great way of calling <laughs> no, i mean I, you know obviously it's you know it this album is at least is mostly electronic material of course yeah uh, but it's super you know a lot of electronic music is uh is associated with you know like beat oriented stuff and i think this is a very it's very melodic stuff, yeah. which I don't think is necessarily the norm with a lot of electronic music. Well, a lot of electronic music this day, I would almost argue, is just so focused around, like, you know, getting people to shake their ass and dance, which nothing wrong with right. that. But there's, you're right in the sense there's not a lot of electronic music that's just, hey, it's it's almost like like electronic music that could have been done like with that would have been normally done like with like a band that has in, like tradition like a traditional band with an instrument like a mm-hmm. full instrumental setup. But this is just put on a computer instead well yeah and that's actually how we wrote a lot of those songs too like a lot of those songs were originally written on guitar and stuff so and then we you know kind of decided to take it in a more electronic direction and see how it sounds so right and neil you're doing well like keyboard sequencing computer kind of computer stuff yeah you mean for the live yeah 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 i'm uh i i have a MIDI controller keyboard um, that I the way I usually do it is I'm playing keys with my right hand and then with my left hand I'm um, doing the launch pad which is you know how you activate the sequences and stuff in real time so and how long did it take for you to actually like get proficient at uh, I still don't feel proficient (laughs) it's it's a really it's a I, you know, it's a strange thing because I, I'm not a great keyboard player, first of all. So, you know, I I have to try to not screw up my keyboard parts while also, <laughs> while also you know, having to memorize, you know, because a launch pad is just like an 8x8 eight eight grid and right. you have to memorize all the different parts that you put in there and when to activate them and everything. So it's a lot of memorization. I mean, I guess the perk you could say is, you know, you goof something up, you can just be like, oh, that was the remix, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And Nick, you, well, you know, we, no, we kind of, you know, we um, kind of jam some of the songs and change them up a little bit in the live setting, too. So all right. I played exactly how they are on the album. And Nick, you're and playing I, bass as well, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm the bass guy. <laughs> And so t- tell us a little bit about your rig. Are you just playing straight bass? Do you have it hooked up to a bunch of crazy effects or whatever? How how does the, how does the bass come into play with the I'm trying to imagine it cuz I mean I I've heard the album. I've heard I've heard all the albums, but I'm imagining like the sequencing is almost it almost kind of sounds like that could take place of the bass, but you have an additional guy doing like a rhythm section as well with with your bass playing. Yeah, it's kind of I guess if you will like a lead bass, because I don't play too much off of the stuff on the album. Got I just kind of have different parts. And then for a few of the songs, I have a distortion or delay, but pretty much just run a clean tone 
for most of the stuff. Okay. And how does that come across? Uh, like, what's the response been when you've been playing your playing your gigs? Um, a lot of people are kind of like, uh, it's weird that you guys are you even have a bass player. It's weird that um, <laughs> writing like I guess lead parts to it, but it's come along pretty well. And like like Neil said, we have a few parts in our songs that aren't on the album that we jam out. So keep things a little more interesting live too. I mean, it's amazing. And I think it's great too. Uh, I mean, there's, you're kind of right. There's not that many uh, bands that are doing like a straight, have like a lead bass. I mean, the only thing I can think of is, uh, I mean, you got lightning bolt, but that's just pure noise insanity. And then you got, <laughs> and you got uh, the other one I think of, and they're not even basses, they're Chapman sticks, but Stickman, it's two guys on like touch, basically touch bases, creating these intricate loopings, whatever, with a guy doing some, a weird, has like a really elaborate drum setup. But I think that's, so cool. Mm. I mean, the bass just gets shat on in the music world. Right. Right. Yeah, it does. You're just the guy that just kind of like sits awkwardly in the back and plays like a few power, a few chords here and there. And depending on the band, maybe you could do like a slap bass solo in the middle of like a song and everyone's like, oh, yeah, there's that guy back there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's been texting the whole show. <laughs> and you, do you guys have anything coming up uh, gig wise? Uh, yeah, we're playing a show. uh near the end of this month um you know it's a local show and then we have something planned for next month as well so like i said there was you know a while where we kind of weren't doing shows uh for the past few months and now we're kind of starting to pick everything back up again and you know get that stuff going again so it's we're you know, looking to book some more shows right now sure and but when you're doing local shows um like are there bands out there that like are really good to like gig with? I know you opened, I think, what for Zorch one time. Yeah, we did. Yep. But beyond that, like, are there bands in the area that actually kind of gel with you, or is it like find whatever you can get? I can imagine, depending on the environment you're in, it can be really challenging to find a good match. It's been like all over the place for <laughs> us. Like, we've played with some really bad bands <laughs> <laughs> and bands that just had nothing to do with our style you know what i mean like i i think the problem we don't really get that problem a lot nowadays but when we were first starting playing shows especially i think people who were booking us didn't really understand like what we were doing i guess and they were like book us with like metal bands yeah, and stuff and yeah exactly <laughs> So, <laughs> well, legit, that's a problem I've seen with other local acts, and I, for some reason, like in certain areas, you're just like tripping over metal acts. We, yeah, I, yeah. we were, I was living in Indiana at the time, and we went, I went up Indianapolis. Some friends I knew, they, uh, and they were like legit, like a, like sort of like a folk rock act. They had a viola in the band. The guy was playing with the drummer was playing with brushes, and they were with they like got opened up by a hardcore band. <laughs> yeah i don't know how that stuff happens but <laughs> but yeah i mean nowadays especially we've been playing with a lot more bands that not necessarily even doing electronic music like we are but you know they're doing more i guess experimental stuff like we are you know they're more experimental bands and there's this one band called uh um, super thing that we've played with a few times and they're also a duo but they're a drum and bass duo and they're pretty cool so shout outs to them yeah <laughs> <laughs> and are you gigging like in detroit you gigging in ann arbor where do you where do you play uh, 
We, let's see, the one we have coming out this month is in, it's, it's south of Detroit in a city called Wyandotte, and then um, we have one coming up in where the city we live in now, which is Ypsilanti, which is actually, we're like right next to Ann Arbor, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we're probably going to, uh, especially since, you know, we're getting the shows going again, and now that we moved out here, we're going to start looking for shows, especially in Ann Arbor, well, the Ann Arbor area, so. And that's got to be good, because, I mean, College Town has got to be a great, especially a big university like that, got to be a great place to get some people that are going to be a little more open to this and not looking just for, like, some guys to cover some Godsmack songs for half the yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ann, Ann Arbor <clears throat> is, you know, way better for what we're doing, for sure. Definitely. And you guys also, you just put out a uh, another album. It's a but it's B sides, right? Yes, that's correct. So how did how bleh, how how did this come together? <laughs> like, how old is some of this stuff? Uh, some of it dates back from like 2010. So <laughs> this is stuff that has kind of been accumulating like throughout most of our existence. Um, uh, basically, it came about because, you know, there's been some song like, you know, like we mentioned earlier, we're in the process of uh, working on our next three albums and like working on the track lists for those albums. And so some of the songs we cut from those upcoming albums. So some of this stuff is actually, you know, from future albums, technically. Um, but, you know, some of the stuff we cut from those albums and we're like, you know, we have no idea what else to do with this stuff. And then there was also a day, I think it was in January, where I was just like, it was one night, I just randomly started going through some of our old stuff, just like revisiting it. And then me and Nick started talking about it. And we're like, you know, we're never going to use this for any other album because of the stylistic reasons, you know what right. I mean? And uh, so we're just like, why don't we just put out, you know, put them together real quick, kind of touch them up a little bit, um, you know, give them an actual track order. Even though, you know, they're B-sides from different things, we kind of, you know, made a um, specific track order for it. And it's, gotta, so, it's gotta flow well. I mean, instead yeah, of just being like a whole weird disoriented mess. Right, exactly. I mean, I, you know, I didn't want to spend a ton of time, you know, I could have like tried to make it you know, a legit album and like have the songs flow together and stuff. But I didn't, you know, I kind of wanted to leave the songs as they were for the most part. And just, I don't, I also didn't want to uh, take too much time away from working on the new albums. So, you know, we just thought it'd be something cool to throw some of the stuff that we, like I said, stylistically doesn't fit on other albums, but it's still stuff that we like, you know, we picked and chose songs that we like. And, you know, we thought it'd be cool to just throw that together and put it out. So That's fantastic. I went I went through it a couple times already. Um, mm -hmm. It sounded like some stuff, maybe, or I'm totally wrong, that it actually sounded like there was like a full band. Like, I think it was the first song, Linkoas, sounded like yeah. there was actually like live drums and stuff tracked on there. Yeah, that's something, you know, that's from, that is one of the songs that, um, I think that was made at the beginning of 2011. So that was back when we were doing more of, you know, guitar oriented stuff. And cause you know, Swarm of Self, our first album had some of that. And that was from around the same time. You know, a lot of it's electronic too, because, you know, like I said, some of it's more recent and more in line with the things we have been doing. Although I will say, uh, one of our 
albums we have coming up in particular actually has a lot of guitar-oriented stuff on it again, so... Okay. So you're definitely open to re re-exploring that avenue. It's just, you know, at this at that at this moment this is what you guys are doing. But, you know, moving forward it can the band can evolve, it can change form, it could do whatever yeah. it wants it can do whatever it needs to do at the time. Yeah, definitely. That's how it's kind of always been with us. You know, we ever since we started the band we kinda thought it'd be cool to do something that doesn't really have any genre limitations and stuff and that's just kind of how it always been always has been because you know me and nick are super passionate about just trying new stuff so absolutely and i like i said i i mean it you say like it's you know we kind of said like oh it's b-sides but everything sounds really clean really polished it drives me insane because and I, I put stuff together amateurly and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is the stuff that's like the cutting room floor stuff. And it just makes my stuff, my stuff sound like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it just like, but like, I mean, legitimately, whoever's, you know, I, whoever's like, obviously you two are very creative songwriters and create some very clever stuff. Um, like, for example, I, you know, I kind of went through Deus a second, second, fourth, fifth, whatever time this afternoon, just to kind of like remind myself of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it just sounds so inspired. One thing that came to my mind almost was like, a lot of it sounds like it could be like really, it almost reminds me of like video game music, not, yeah. not in a bad way, but like it just sort of like the worlds it kind of creates when you listen to it. No, that's, that's spot on because uh, when we started working on that, we kind of realized at one point that, you know, me and Nick are huge gamers, and yeah. we grew up loving video game music because, yeah. you know, there are some games that have amazing soundtracks. So we kind of realized after we started working on it that this stuff is very reminiscent of a lot of the, you know, the video game music that inspires us. So, I mean, I think you and I had a conversation once, and I was, I think it was the second track, Manolaya. And mm-hmm. I was sitting there like, I swear to God, this was from like a fantasy star game or for a Final Fantasy. I was like, this, I yeah. swear to God, you lived in this. Yeah. And, I, and I like, like, if there was one night, I'm like, I have to find where this, there's like one sound in there. I'm like, I fucking know they pulled this from somewhere. No, it's not. But I'm like, <laughs> it just jogged some subconscious memory. It was totally ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, you know, it's kind of, kind of has that nostalgia to it. It's definitely very reminiscent, you know, like I said, of a lot of, uh, the video game music that we grew up with and stuff. So, and the mixing and the mastering, whoever who I forget which one of you does that, but you're doing an incredible job too. Everything just sounds really good. I listen to it on like a bunch of di- like my car or headphones or whatever, and it always sounds really nice and clean. And it doesn't. It's it's definitely not a hack job. You're. It's. I mean, it sounds like pretty much like professional grade stuff. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's me doing that, and for the most part, and he well, Nick gives me his input on it all the time too, but. Um, and uh what was i gonna say yeah it's you know it's a product of i'm very ocd when it comes to that stuff (laughs) you know i i spend way more time than i should honestly but i'm glad that it has positive results (laughs) so how did you get into that um i think because your first album i think you handed off some of that those duties to an to a third party but you finally took the helm on it like how did you actually allow yourself to start tackling this pro this process because it can Kind of like you mentioned, if you get like if you're one of those individuals that can be really anal about details, this can just suck you in endlessly because you have to like just tweak this a little bit, touch that a little bit, and it's a never-ending math, almost like a math equation. Right. Yeah. Well, um, 
I always did the mixing from, from ever since we started, you know, back in 2009. So I was kind of learning it as we went along, as I was learning how to make music, you know what I mean? And uh, I kind of just did that because didn't have any money at the time. <laughs> so, so I was like, you know, I guess I'll try doing this. And, you know, at first it kind of, I kind of was just doing it for fun or, you know, because like I said, I didn't have any money and it was just easy to, for me, it was kind of easy to pick up. I mean, I, I wasn't very good at it at first, but, you know, I would look up tutorials and stuff online and eventually, you know, I just kept doing it that way and I started to get a little better at it and it just kind of became the norm that I always do our mixing and stuff. But yeah, like you said, for, um, for Summer Self, we did have somebody else master it. Um, but uh, shortly after we released that, I started dabbling and mastering then and then um just decided to save the money and try it out <laughs> myself you know <laughs> and which i almost regret i almost wish we would have just spent the money because that was a grueling process for me as well but it's just another one that was like oh i could just just find to fuck i killed the whole thing yeah exactly <laughs> you, it, you know it's it's just hard for me because doing like the the mixing and mastering isn't what i'm super passionate about but the only reason i do it is just because you know to get our music out there so but i, I i'm not super passionate about it because i got i guess just because it's technically not the most creative um part of the music making process you know i'm mostly just into the songwriting so sure sure and one thing you mentioned though you mentioned just a little bit ago kind of in passing is you made this comment of like learning learning to make music and there's there i mean there's such a huge gap between hey i know how to play my instrument and i actually know how to like write a song yeah and i i think that's kind of lost on some people it's like hey yeah you can pick up a guitar you can learn songs but to like be able to craft creative engaging stuff and it's and like especially you, you for the two of you know it's just the two piece bouncing ideas off each other that makes it even more challenging because there's not you don't have like a group of people kind of slowly building something together. It's like th this is it. You got two ideas mm -hmm. to bounce off, and you gotta hope to God one of one or, one or both of you has something good going. Otherwise, you're just gonna be making garbage. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you got got a couple shows coming out. Um, where can people go to pick to listen to the music, pick up the stuff? Well, we have everything we've released officially on our Bandcamp, which is just uh, metempsychosis.bandcamp.com. And we also have a SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash metempsychosis. And then, uh, yeah, so all of our uh, digital albums are free. Okay. And uh, we, But we do actually have CDs for sale on our Bandcamp now as well. But not the, st the stickers aren't for sale on, on there. The stickers are not for sale on there. No. <laughs> That's a shame. You're really, you're really blowing an opportunity there to spend, spend more money on shipping than you did the actual sticker. Yeah, um, exactly. And you, you're talking about you got a lot of stuff coming up. What's, I mean, are we expecting anything anytime soon? What kind of stuff are, is around the corner? Um, so like we talked about, we have like three specific albums that we're working on right now. Um, we're actually writing some stuff for, uh, another album, like, uh, more acoustic oriented stuff, but 
but that will be farther in the future. That's like an acoustic uh, sequencer, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it took a second for that to see. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <Acoustic> laptop. <laughs> no, but for so these next three that we're working on, you know, they're these songs are all mostly recorded and they have, you know, the track lists are pretty much done and everything. Um but they basically p- probably need some more overdubs on some of it and uh just more production work basically and so we're kind of just going through each one of these albums one by one and trying to finish them off and uh i think we'll probably have an, another one out later this year hopefully yeah, hopefully yeah. that's my hope but um the um the one we're focusing on right now is kind of uh it's the one that I was saying earlier actually has quite a bit of guitar oriented stuff on it again but it's 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 uh, guitar-oriented stuff mixed with electronic stuff. So. And will you need like a, a second person to do the guitar work, or Nick? Are you gonna be then switching between bass and guitar? Well, yeah, we <laughs> we haven't quite figured that out yeah. yet. It's <laughs> kind of uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> like get a so mount, gotta get a mountain yeah. of like line six loop pedals and just yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. Those aren't so, expensive, right? <laughs> So, you know, that's the uh, the hard part that comes along with doing what we do and, you know, making different styles of music on a whim is that we then have to figure out <laughs> what we're going to do, you, you know, how to how to play this stuff live. But it makes you better musicians and, like, better just music creators who are like, all right, we wrote this, that's fine. Okay, shit, now actually how do we execute it in the moment? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so I don't know. It keeps things interesting. And you got... Things- you got a couple shows coming up. Uh, hopefully, you're gonna yep. end up on this side of Lake Michigan at some point. But you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we really would love to tour eventually. So hopefully, uh, that'll be in the cards at some yeah. point. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, metam metampsychosis, as you've probably, I, I'm sure you know. But at the end of our interviews, we have our four stock questions, which you have to be subject subjected to. This yes. is the first time that we have two people in the room, um, so I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to grill both of you individually uh, <laughs> on all of these to make it just that much more special. But question number one: If you were to describe yourselves in one tweet, 140 characters, how would you describe your sound? Your sound. For fans of Depeche Mode, um, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII tra- soundtrack and. Uh, Chrono Trigger. Yep. <laughs> there we go. That's gonna be the poll. That's gonna be the poll quote from this interview. You just gotta plaster that on like on all your material now. Yeah. <laughs> For fans of Depeche Mode, Final Fantasy VII, and Chrono Trigger. <laughs> if you guys were forced to have to cover one song, what song would you want to cover? I know what I want to say. I don't know if you have one in mind. <laughs> Go ahead. I was gonna say "In Absentia" by the Mars Volta. Oh yeah, so that's that's. I think we're same. both on the same page with that. Yeah. That's still in the. It's still a dream of yours to to pull it's that still, one off. Yeah. Need <laughs> <laughs> more members. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Will you come over here? I'll bring up my. I'll bring up my Roland electric drum kit. I'll poorly. <laughs> my, cool. I'll poorly mimic D'Antoni's work, and you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll gotta make it happen. <laughs> there we go. Um, 
if you were to ever want to, like, you're going to a gig and you saw a band cover one of your songs, what band would you want to hear cover one of your songs, and what song would that be? How about this? You pick the band, I'll pick right. the song. Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nine Inch Nails. Let's see. What do I want Nine Inch Nails to cover? Uh, Shout out to Trent Reznor. I know you're listening to this. You got yeah. to be honest with <laughs> uh, Trent, cover Hatch from an Egg of Fear. There you go. How about that? <laughs> and finally, <laughs> what is the perfect sandwich? <laughs> Um, I'm a Reuben guy. Reuben uh, guy. I gotta agree with that. <laughs> this is probably why you go along so well. You just you you shared your ideas together. Exactly. Reuben's all around. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we're in a band together. Adoration of Reuben's. I love it. <laughs> Trent, if you're listening, we'll get you a Reuben too. You just gotta you gotta pull off hatch from an egg of fear. Neil, Nick. Uh, once again, thanks for chatting with us. Thanks for staying fresh and awesome and whatever other adjectives you want to throw in there. Uh, <laughs> shout, shout outs to Michigan, the, the mitten part of the state, not the upper peninsula. I don't know. What the fuck's a youper? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you.